0: mama friends. Welcome back to the Mama Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Catherine. Thanks for joining me. If this is your first time, welcome. If you've listened to episodes in the past, welcome back. I always really appreciate new listeners as well as my returning listeners. Um, It's been very exciting to see this grow. It's been very exciting to hear from moms that this is helping and drastically changing and improving their lives. And that's my ultimate goal, you know, is for just all of us to be in this together, working on being our best selves, so we can raise good tiny humans into these adults, these contributing adults, and improving our communities. I mean, that really is my ultimate goal to create these communities and improve these communities because there is a whole lot of crazy stuff going on in this world right now. And I just think that that change starts at home. I know that that change starts at home. So if there's anybody that you feel could find value in this, because we want to to create the best selves that we can be in so many areas. And that's what we share here. So if there's anybody you feel like this could help or Anybody that would find value in what we're creating here, you and I, this community, please share that with another mama friend. Um, I don't pay for any marketing, and I really hope that by providing this free content, it can grow organically through you, through my listeners, by giving me a share, screenshotting the podcast episodes, and sharing it on social media. Go ahead and tag me in it so that helps me see who's involved. We do have a group on Facebook where we can continue the conversation if you're interested. And then always feel free to shoot me a DM. Send me a message and ask me anything. Ask me questions. I am seriously an open book and everything that I talk about on this podcast is typically in direct relation to my experiences and and things that I've gone through in my life. This is not me standing up here on a pedestal preaching to you about how perfect I am. This is a growth that we go through together. And I just hope that in some ways, maybe I'm a couple of steps ahead of you and can be sort of that mentor, um, that humble mentor for you on your journey in being a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home parent. That being said, going right into today's episode as a Q&A, which are always really fun, um, I wanted to talk about something that I get approached with a lot. And it's kind of a two-part conversation in that sometimes it's just a statement that people say, and sometimes it's a question. So I hear a lot The fact that me being a stay-at-home mom and a full-time parent, that I'm a saint or people don't know how I do it and they could never do it. And I just think that that's not entirely true. It bothers me when people put me up on that pedestal and think that I'm doing something right all the time or that I'm better than anybody else in some way. This is a choice that I made. It was a difficult choice for us. And I'll go into that a little bit more later. But the question that I get, I've gotten several times, is how do you do it or how do, you know, do you have any tips? I've always been interested in being a stay-at-home mom or staying home with my kids, but I just don't think that I can do it. So how do you do it? How did you decide to make that transition? And I know that's a lot, like that conversation in part with putting these stay-at-home parents up on pedestals that's a lot Um, and it's more than we can really dive into today but I wanted to scratch the surface with a little bit of that I guess I would start I start out by answering the very very first thing that we looked into um, when we were interested in me being home with our first child was our finances One of the things that I get told a lot is, wow, that must be so nice that you guys can afford to do that. How amazing is it that your husband can provide for you and and you guys can do that? Are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) I mean, it is all of me to not just strangle somebody (laughs) when they say that to me because That's such bullshit. Like nobody knows what my story is, what our story is. And it is really, really fucking hard sometimes. We do not make, not to go into our personal finances super deep, but we don't make a lot of money, which is why the very first thing that we looked at when we were even discussing this from the very beginning was our finances and us being entirely on the same page. So I guess whenever I answer this for other people, I always go back to budgeting, finance conversations over and over and over again. And from there, learning and knowing and getting really, really, really honest with what you need versus what you want. I can't tell you how many people have said, man, I just wish we could do what you guys do. And then I take a look at what they're currently living with and they're currently living with multiple car payments, multiple, I'll say, toy payments, you know, from campers and RVs to um, other recreational vehicles, boats, four-wheelers, things like that. We live in Idaho, so those things are items that a lot of people own. You know, they have, depending on what their homes are or, you know, just they're eating out all of the time. They have the nicest clothes. And we had to take and really budget and get a really, really tight, strict budget and figure out what we needed versus what we wanted. And that started with selling both of our vehicles, Um, downsizing both of our vehicles, going to a cash payment the envelope system, if any of you guys follow Dave Ramsey, and getting really, really tight with our budget. Not to go into all of the details on that. I can do that in another episode. But my husband did get a second job for a little while so that we could pay off some of our other debts. So when people tell me, wow, that must be really nice you guys can afford to do that, they have no fucking clue what we had to do in order to get to the point for me to be home. So, you have to have those conversations first and foremost. And let me tell you what, of all of the conversations that I've had with people who are wanting to stay home, I can think of possibly one person that actually committed and actually decided to stay home. And do you want to know why? Because it's really fucking hard, it's really financially difficult this idea that it's that we can afford it is ridiculous we make it work because that's that's what we want for our family and that's what we want for our kids but the other side of that beyond the finances beyond that it's really hard to be home with your kids full time and not having a job outside of motherhood it is harder And I know a lot of people would disagree with this, okay? And I don't give a shit. I'm just going to tell you I've done both. And it is harder to be home emotionally, financially, and physically depending on what kind of job you have than it is to be a full-time or outside-of-the-home working mom, I'm going to get probably a lot of flack for that and if you want to turn this off right now, that's completely fine, then this podcast is not for you because it is more difficult to be home than it is to work outside of the home. Now, that being said, we could go into all of the details on the fact that we are home and maybe we have like little pockets of leisure time and things like that, but that's not what this episode is about, okay? This is about the transition from being a working parent to a stay at home parent. Going into the other thing that you have to remember in, tra- in that transition, if you do decide to transition, you figured out your finances and you've made the commitment to be home. Now you have to give yourself time and understanding that it's going to take time. Not just give yourself the time, but an understanding that it will take time to fully transform in this adjustment. You are going from a working parent to a non-working parent whose sole purpose is going to feel like you're raising this tiny human. And for a lot of you, and for most of you, that will probably not feel like it's enough. So really transitioning into who you are, what you want to be, and your purpose within your journey, within your own unique journey, takes time and understanding that it takes time. Now in that time, it is 100% okay for you to try all of the things. Just try them. You're interested and DIY furniture and flipping furniture to sell, then try it. If you're interested in growing a garden and then preserving your the fruits of your labor, then try it. If you're interested in becoming a minimalist and, you know, flipping your house upside down and then decluttering everything, then try it. Do all of the things. Start a new workout program. Figure out if you enjoy going to the gym or not going to the gym. Try some mom groups. Go to the library. You know, just try different things. There is absolutely nothing wrong with just trying different things. Because from there, you'll find your groove. You'll find things that feel good and follow that feeling. Follow the feeling that brings you all of the warm and fuzzies. Because that's going to help you down the path to really define who you are now. I think we get a lot of flack sometimes when we're in this transition period. This goes for anybody. Anybody in any kind of a transition period that's knowing that they want to change, to transform, to make adjustments within their lives, you have to try new things. And we get a lot of shit for it sometimes. And I don't understand that. You know, I I don't think there's anything wrong with starting something and not finishing it if you're exploring It does become a problem when you're just like a serial starter and then you never, ever, ever finish anything. But you know what? I would rather have you start that and try it than never get out of your comfort zone and try anything. That is a detriment. That is incredibly sad. So try things because even if you fail at it, you're not failing. You're still succeeding. You're learning something from that. Even if it ends up being like, nope, that doesn't feel good. That's absolutely not for me great. That is a huge accomplishment knowing that that wasn't for you. So understanding time, trying all of the things within that time, and then please, please continue to communicate, communicate, communicate with your spouse. Talk about how you're feeling. Talk about how your day was, even if it was mundane and little and what you would think was minuscule to him or to her whomever talk about those days celebrate the wins and communicate how you're feeling if you're struggling they're not going to know where to help you unless you communicate that with them so stay in the conversation don't close yourself off you have to work together If you're struggling with loneliness or if you're struggling to make friends or if you had a really, really great day and something worked or your spouse did something that you really appreciated that really helped in this journey, then talk about it. You have to work through this together. It's a partnership. This is not entirely on you because I wholeheartedly believe that having one parent at home is a lifestyle for the entire family. You have to support your spouse in them working, and they have to support you in being home. You are both supporting each other in hopes of creating the best life possible for yourselves as well as your children. And the only way to do that is to stay in communication. Brad and I have had to do that incredibly consistently, Over the past seven years and I am grateful that he listens he tends as a man to want to fix things he wants to be the fixer to step in and sometimes we don't always need that but you do need to just talk about it to get it out there and sometimes that helps you process it and it helps you process what's working what isn't working what you like what you don't like And hopefully from there, it really transitions you both and your household into a solid unit, if that makes sense. The other thing that I always suggest as well, something that I've done from the very beginning was I always have made a little bit of money, a little bit. Okay, let's be real clear. I've made a little bit of money on my own independently as I can And that has gone towards whatever. We've used it for a variety of different things. We've used it for savings towards Christmas. We've used it for extra spending money. We've used it on extra activities for the kids. We've used it to pay off bills, whatever. But I've always had a little bit of money and depending on the years and the situations we've been in, it's been more or less, but you guys, <laughs> I'm talking like a little bit of money. And I've done a variety of different things. I've worked for my husband's company doing some piecework data entry on their website. Super boring, incredibly just data entry oriented, but it it paid, and I could do it um, around the kids, and that was fine. I would work at night or on the weekends, just a little bit here and there, and it helped. I worked for my mom; she owns a bookkeeping and consulting business, and so I would do some uh, data entry on bookkeeping. I can pick my own hours on that. I have cleaned, man. I've I've cleaned shops, dirty. Shops, <laughs> dirty, dusty shops where men work, and the bathrooms. You know, I I really don't mind it because that was alone time out of the house. I got to get in my car and drive somewhere and work for a few hours, and I made pretty good money doing doing that. And Brad and I just made it work. We balanced it, and it was crazy and chaotic and hard, but I made good money at it. Um, in the little bit that I worked, you know, one day a week. So yeah, you know, I've just always tried to do something where I was still earning a little bit of money because it kept my mind busy, it kept my body busy, and it makes me feel good to to be able to do that. And I think that's important, you know, and it doesn't have to look like that. I'm probably not as creative as a lot of you other moms out there. You know, make things and sell them on Etsy. You could, there's transcription work that you can do. A lot of people can sew and, and fix things in that way, which is a it that is a dying art, by the way. And there is a serious need for it. So if you can teach yourself to do something, um, we just bought a picnic table from a young mom. I think they only had one child, maybe another on the way. Um, we just bought a heavy duty picnic table that she builds herself and sells. Um, we bought a, a picnic table for our Airbnb that we run out of our home and that was amazing she's just doing this as a side gig while she stays home with the kids and that's i mean that's amazing there's a lot of stuff that you can do even if it's just a little bit of an income you know i really encourage people to still find something to do i just need you to understand that it's not just like a flip of a switch you know you don't go from just being a full-time working parent to being a full-time stay-at-home parent and it's just this beautiful transition, it takes a little bit of effort and a lot of people, myself included, have all of these great ideas and wonderful things that they want to do with their kids. I want to craft and I want to take them places and we want to go to the museums and we want to do all of this stuff and we're going to have lots and lots of friends and playdates galore and all of this. Oh my gosh, you guys that is not how it looked for me at all. And we set ourselves up. I set myself up with unrealistic expectations. And then I struggled. I really struggled to kind of find that groove. And and I just kept trying things. I just kept moving forward. And we eventually found the library, which I talk about in another episode. And I kept making the effort. I kept reaching out to people and meeting um, other moms and getting their phone numbers and just kind of creating this life. You know, I tried a bunch of things. I I tried the DIY flip furniture. It wasn't for me. Did I like it? Yeah, but I wasn't going to do that long term. We garden. That's my thing. I love gardening. I love being outside with my kids and that is our jam. I love it more than I could even explain in this podcast. But It took us a long time and trying a lot of different things. I looked into transcription work. I took the course and I read all of the material and can do some of this stuff on like transcribe me and and things like that. And, And it's really easy to get going. But that wasn't for me. I just encourage you to try all those things and realize that it is not just going to come naturally for most of us. I think that we feel like it it will and then we compare ourselves to these people that have already been doing it we compare ourselves to people that are successful in it or with that perception of success and we want that we want to do that and it doesn't always work that way you guys you have to find your own path and what that looks like for you and your family it's not going to look the same as mine it's not going to look the same as somebody else's i kept reaching out to my mother-in-law who stayed home and just trying to find these other people that had already been through it and and what i find is those people that i was reaching out to have already been beyond that they've already been past that and their kids are all grown and they genuinely don't really remember how they what they did and and how they worked through those things And that's okay, but I found myself constantly searching for, well, what did they do? They seem like they have it all together, so I want to do what they did. So give me all of your knowledge. Give me all of your answers. I want to do it like you did. And that's not realistic. It is okay to have a little bit of that input, but it's not going to be your journey. You have to have your own journey. And so you can ask those questions and say, hmm, maybe I'll try that. Or maybe by trying that, it's going to pivot you and take you somewhere else. Or maybe you read a book and you may try one or two things out of there, but it's going to make you pivot and try something different. And that is okay. That is completely okay. So just to do a quick recap, it is harder to be home. So if you're considering being home versus staying at work, it is harder to be home, which is why almost every single person I've ever talked to has never decided to do it. Am I discouraging you from that journey? Absolutely not. I love this lifestyle. I love what it does for our family. And I I love the value that working women bring to society. Do not get me wrong. I absolutely love that, but for our family personally, I love how I can contribute to our our culture, to our home and to society by what I do personally without leaving my home and going to another job and working for somebody else's dreams and goals. I am working towards my dreams and goals. My husband is working his towards his dreams and goals. And me being home helps support him, him working, and being able to fully focus on that when he's out of the house helps me. And we are a team. But it is harder it would be easier if I went to work and I took my kids to a daycare and they they were taken care of by somebody else. That would be a lot easier on me in a lot of ways. But we I, I don't want to do that. And that is absolutely no disrespect for anybody that does decide to do that. But I've been there and I've done that and I I know for a fact that what I do, me personally, is significantly harder than any job I've ever had in my entire life. So... If you are interested in making that transition, budget and finance first. Have that conversation over and over and over again. Number one, budgeting and financing. Pick up the Dave Ramsey book, read it, work through the process. That is absolutely key, first and foremost. That has to be done. Figure out your needs versus your wants and make those hard decisions. You have to have it in your mind that this is the lifestyle that you want and you are going to make sacrifices to get there. Understanding time. It takes time to transition, to make that transition. Understand that, accept that, and work through that. Try all the things. Just try them. If you're interested in it, pursue that. Do not hold back for fear. Do not. Try them. Communication. Communicate with your spouse aspects of your day. Big, small, hard, easy. This worked. This didn't work. Communicate consistently. You have to be on the same page. I really encourage you to also try and make a little bit of money on your own. And that is not because I feel like you need that money. To go towards your overall budget, but because it will make you feel good. It will challenge your mind and your body, and it will contribute in a way that's more than just financially to your household. I strongly encourage that. So those are my tips, a little Q&A I know some of this stuff a lot of people won't agree with. I think most of my listeners will. I genuinely do. The people that don't agree with it probably shouldn't be listening to my podcast. But that's just what I have figured out. I think there's a lot of people that, that could agree. So if you find value in this today, let me know your thoughts. And as always, please remember, please remember that I believe in you. I care about you. And I am so incredibly proud of you. I really appreciate this opportunity to be on this journey with you and to get to talk to you in this way. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to answer them. And again, share it on your social media page. Give me a like and a a rating and review on iTunes. Please remember one last thing that is incredibly important, and that's, As a stay-at-home parent, you have the most important job in the world. And for that, I am grateful for you. Thank you for letting me be on this journey with you today. I look forward to talking to you again soon.